All right, so we're here with our first episode of the Most Traveled Podcast. My name is Joe Altaffer, and I'm with my dad, Bill Altaffer. And we want to dive in by asking a few questions just to kind of introduce his background, if you know him well or if you don't. And I just want to ask you, why did you travel so much? What made you want to become the most traveled person in the world? Well, it happened by chance that my father, a dentist, wanted to see the world. That was his main hobby. Uh, he didn't have uh, places at the beach or the mountains or you know water ski boats. He was a product of the Depression. And uh, as a West Coast dentist from the Midwest, he wanted to see as much of the world as possible. And I got drug along as a kid. I really, in the beginning, didn't want to go. <laughs> why Why was that? Well, I'd never been in the Little League. That never happened. <laughs> so uh, things like that, that uh, you would miss because you're gone in the summers. And uh, in the most part, traveling in the late 40s, early 50s is a thing for adults. Uh, kids just get drug along. So it might seem boring to uh, a younger person. So why would you kind of transform your life based around that? I mean, a lot of people like to travel and go on trips, whether that's for the winter or summer breaks they have. But what, what made you feel like that was going to be your life goal or what, what kind of pushed you into that, that? That didn't happen for... Was it more of a... That didn't happen for a couple of decades. Was it more of a progression though? Or, totally progression. So it was kind of more... You just kept traveling and you're like, I'm just going to keep doing this. It wasn't like a real, like, I needed to get to X amount of countries. I probably should have stopped on the first trip because the <laughs> ship sank. So tell, tell us more about that. It was a trip to Alaska. That was trip number one. Seven years old. Princess Kathleen on the Canadian Pacific steamship line out of Vancouver. Going up the Inland Passage and... Uh, Ketchikan Skagway, the places that a lot of people still go today, uh, <laughs> pre-COVID, and of course post-COVID, they'll be going back to do that same trip that I did to uh, <clears throat> parts of Alaska and Canada. So with all the places you've been, what do you hope to share with all your experiences through this podcast? What, what do you want people to know about you and your life oh maybe what the advantages of travel uh give a person psychic you know knowing more about the world than somebody who didn't travel meeting various kinds of people around the world and uh why that's a good thing okay so who would you say is the kind of person that travels and who would you say doesn't i mean what you, there's different levels to it so what, what do you deem as as travel in your eyes somewhere along the line you have to develop an adventurous spirit in order to continue to travel because it to the non-traveler it, it can seem dangerous it could seem inconvenient uh whether you're young or old you may not be able to take your what you're used to with you. 
the foods will change, the accommodations will change, the uh, planning of the trip will change as you're going along. And so <clears throat> if you invite that to happen, solve those problems, uh, it can be a great experience. But if you are looking at your itinerary and you're trying to make this trip exactly the way that itinerary reads, uh, you're going to be disappointed. So you'd say basically having a more kind of flexible attitude could go a long way? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So in this time, obviously travel is not something that a lot of us can do right now. I, I just want to ask, what, what, what do you miss the most? Like what, what makes you, you know, on an everyday basis, think like, oh man, I, I miss doing this. I, I wish I could do this. But now that COVID's, COVID's among us, I probably miss the surprises. Like what? Imagining a place that you're going to go and getting there and it's entirely a different place. And then... So what kind of comes to mind? What's a place that you had these expectations for? You thought it was going to be a certain way, but it, it just was completely different than what you thought it was going to be. Well, almost every trip. Was well, there know? any like notable ones? Oh, maybe one of the greatest trips in the old days was East Africa. So maybe you're thinking Africa as Tarzan in the jungle. There are parts of Africa like that. But uh, most of Africa that people go to, the Kenya, Tanzania area is kind of like Nebraska. It's <laughs> plains, high plains. It's like Bishop, California. 4,000 feet grasslands it's not jungle and swinging from tree to tree so kind of on the basis of covid i just wanted to say how do you think travel is going to be different now i mean it's kind of hard to know you haven't really gone on any trips and there's people traveling here or there but what how is the you know the form of travel how's it going to be different do you think planes everything's going to be different food the tourism as an industry, like, well, what changes do you think are going to be most evident for people? Well, that's a good question because I don't know. So here we go. It's a complete guess. So the first trip I take will be a, a guess, and it'll probably be wrong. <laughs> so you get on the plane, everyone's wearing masks, maybe, maybe not. And uh, you, you can't hear the stewardess ask you what you want to eat because you're all muffled up there and uh, maybe you arrive in an airport and you're treated like cattle and you're lined up and inoculated. I, I have no idea because I haven't done it yet. Uh, I, at this point, I have friends who are younger who are traveling still to exotic places and uh, I'm not ready for that because I, I've been to every country in the world. So I'm, I'm just specializing in small unique places that I want to see. So uh, I don't have the hunger for uh, seeing places that I, I've never been before because I've my wish list is, my bucket list is pretty, is complete. But um, the younger ones are going off. But if, if you're going to St. Mark's Square, some mundane place in Venice, everybody goes on a 
you know, thank God this is, this must be uh, Belgium, Tuesday, this must be Belgium type movie. Uh, every, if everybody in the courtyard there is wearing a mask, <laughs> and if you're in France and you're, you're looking at the Eiffel Tower in this little cute French cafe and everyone's wearing a mask, I, I don't want to be a part of that. So I think... Uh, so would you say that... I'd go places where the animals are or something that are because they don't wear masks. So yet. would you say that the kind of the beauty of travel, how it's supposed to be, can't really return until this pandemic's just controlled, till it's over? Absolutely. Okay. Now, as time goes on, and I've done everything from my VW van to Mexico for months to go surfing to, uh, you know, flying first class. Uh, if you're paying to fly business or first class across the ponds, the ponds are like the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. If you're paying that extra, which is nice after a certain time period in your life, if you can afford it, there is a saying if you uh, can afford to fly first class and you don't, your children will. But anyway, it, it's a nice, easy way to start off a trip to be, and along with it comes in airports using the lounge, which is quiet, the food's good. It's Well, most of these lounges are closed now. So when you're paying higher ticket prices to, to fly, you're not getting the benefits. So you must have a real strong need to go see something uh, in my way of thinking, rather than just waiting for it to clear up and going back to normal, where not everybody's wearing a mask and all the all the uh, lounges are open in the airports. Okay. So I'd say that since a lot of us can't really go anywhere and travel and see a lot of the places, maybe we had trips planned before the pandemic and things like that, what, what can you do as a way to kind of rekindle that in this time? Like, well, what, what kind of, would you look at old photos, prepare new trips? Or like, how, how can you live that lifestyle and, and still feel that, that thrill of travel while not doing it? I mean, what, maybe little things or, or... Yeah, little things from Rick Steves' travelogues to just picking movies that have uh, international exotic places. Uh which, you know, Netflix certainly has. So looking at things uh, or maybe reading books on exotic travel and just waiting your time uh, before you're able to return to the way it used to be. So I know Costco has kind of been something that's impacted your travel in a way. Why is that? Well, it's not because I signed up for a Costco tour. They have those brochures on the way out of the store. I'm sure they are good value. But I was finishing visiting my last three countries in the Western Hemisphere, which are basically isolated part of South America, which is uh, the Guyanas, French Guiana, uh, Dutch Guiana, and uh, British Guiana. When you were a little kid taking geography, you probably knew, knew them as the, under those terms. They've, they've changed their name a bit. But to get to them is very difficult. The 
embassies are usually in Washington are understaffed and they never answer the phone and uh, they're never there. So to get the three visas is a problem and to get the air tickets is a problem. But anyway, I ended up going there with a friend of mine from L.A. And uh, we uh, were going to the last of the three, French Guiana. So those are your last three countries that you need to visit, Of right? the Western Hemisphere. Okay. And I think the highlight of French Guiana, the way people would know it, is through Dustin Hoffman and uh, Pompeon and uh, Devil's Island. So when we arrived there, my buddy Kevin and I, we uh, rented a car and we went to a, a boat dock and we took a boat out to Devil's Island and spent the day touring the various islands there in the, in the cells and the cages that they kept these political and various type of prisoners housed in. Thus the movie Pompeon. Okay. So we, we did that and uh, we came back to the mainland there and uh, got the car. And we're driving back to Cayenne, the capital. And as we're driving through the jungle, and this was jungle, and uh, I look and I see the sign that says Karoo. And I go, huh, I knew what Karoo was. It's the Cape Canaveral for Europe. And it's in French Guiana, and it's where the Europeans send up their satellites because it's cheaper, and it's closer to the equator. Thus, uh, it's that's where all the satellites go off on these missile sites uh, into space. And so I see the sign, and I pull down this uh, paved road, and I'm headed towards a guard tower, and it's uh, about you know looks like it's 40 feet high, I suppose. It's not that tall. And the guard comes down as I stop, and he has his AK-47, and he kind of <laughs> shoves it in the, into the car, and he says, yes. And I said to my friend Kevin, I said, you got your Costco card? Give it to me, give it to me. So I handed him the, our two Costco cards, and I said, we're from Costco. And he looked at the cards, both match, turn them over. Our pictures are on both cards. So it's like your verification. He's thinking it's some well, ID. Well, I think what he's thinking is, first of all, Kevin and I were not lying. We are members of Costco. That's true. That's true. So I'm not breaking any laws. And I know he's thinking, if I don't let these guys in, <laughs> and my superiors go, you idiot. Why didn't you let those Costco's Men guys? from Costco. <laughs> so he looks at us, hands the card back, and says, go on in. Okay. And we went on in. So work, work, give ourselves a couple hour tour of the missile bases and their platforms and their museum. And uh, so my point is, it's very important to always have something in your hand. God forbid you lose your passport, but you better have like a copy of it or, or something. Maybe I, I, I've been in Cuba where a Swedish couple got lost their passport, it was stolen. And they used their golf membership from Stockholm card to get on the plane and go home. So you, you just got to add their name on it. You got to have something. If you okay. have nothing, you got a problem. Well, with everyone with phones nowadays, that's the only thing they carry. So how, how are they going to figure that out? You know, right? That maybe make copies on your phone. Maybe don't, then don't lose the phone. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is to kind of give you a small gist of our 
podcasts and give you an inside look of a little bit of my dad's travels. And we have many different stories come in for you. And we just want to gauge the audience as it grows with our podcasts and share a little bit more of my dad's stories they likes to talk about. So thanks for listening and uh, hope to tune in every Sunday. I'm planning on releasing every new episode once a week, Sundays at 10 a.m. And yeah, thanks for listening again.